Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Good day once again. Thanks for joining us. This is Gil and Brenda Stewart of Restored and Remarried, Married Relationships, and those long-standing loving relationships where we're going to give you tips, tools, and... Tingles. Ooh, I like it when you say that. <laughs> that still makes that. me laugh. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today, Mr. Well, Stewart? Well, today the title is Dating Data That Will Make You Tingle. Oh, I didn't know that was the name of this. Yeah, okay. I was punching in the, the title on the track here while you were busy together pulling all the data. Where are you going to start? I'm going to start with just reading a couple things to uh, our listeners today. The The data that I'm going to read you is from the National Marriage Project. The research was done at the University of Virginia in 2012, I think is okay. what I saw. All kinds of really great stuff in here, but we can't read it because it's like an eight-page document, and we would be here all day if we did that. Uh, but hey, there's a couple things here that are really worth mentioning about dating. Uh, in one of the very first uh, comments about dating, it states that husbands and wives who engaged in couple time with their mates at least once a week were approximately three and a half times more likely to be reported very happy in their marriages compared to those who enjoyed less quality time with their spouse. Hmm. hmm. Spending time with your spouse who you're supposed to be in love with actually improves your marriage. It's rocket science. Uh, I, I never even see. thought of that. A time invested is time that is a return on my investment. And you know what's really interesting? Another part of that statistic is that people that... Um, were th that dated once a week were three and a half times more likely to have a better sexual relationship with each other. Ooh, let's read on. Mm, let's I read on. I think on. the guys automatically went, wait, what? Yeah, pull, Back pull over, guys. You're going to want to listen to this. This, this there is good stuff. There might be some gals out there, too, that that would, you know, oh, that's give true. them a tingle. There, there's some women that kind of <laughs> like to tingle. But that's something for sure. so simple of dating, which... I'm sure we're all like, oh, yeah, I've heard all this, got a date, got a date. But then when reality hits, oh, my goodness, life goes so fast and we forget to slow down and do the simple things of just hanging out together. So it kind of strikes me here that what's happening outside of the bedroom probably is going to show up inside the bedroom. So if we're not spending time enjoying one another's company, talking about the day-to-day -day stuff and connecting, connecting and mm -hmm. communicating, it's probably not going to be all that great when it comes time for that sexual tingle. Not a lot of tingles going on. Because sexual sexuality that's healthy actually is a form of communication. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, by the way, do you know your wife's most sexual organ? Be careful, this is a PG okay. podcast. Yeah, it? it is PG. And it doesn't happen to be anything that's really part of her anatomy <laughs> it's her mind it's her mind guys it's the most sexual organ in your wife's body if you appeal to her mind she might appeal to you in some other ways that will be fun for you okay on with another 
Another statistic from this this uh, research done from the University of Virginia. This is pretty interesting too. It says uh, new parents of those of you that are new parents out there, and those of you that are actually in new step parenting roles, mm-hmm. because that's like birthing a baby too. <laughs> So new parents who did not reduce their couple time together after the arrival of a baby were marketedly less likely to experience a decline in marital quality. So again, if we're spending time together after the new baby arrives, get a babysitter. Yeah, if, when they're babies and they're nursing, I get that. But as soon as possible... Get them a babysitter. You need to spend time together. Well, there's other ways to have a date besides having to get a Yeah, babysitter. we're going to get to that. We're, 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 we're going to get to that. Some, yeah, we some got some other there. ideas there for you. But yeah. I think also the uh, issue of step families, when you're having that new step family uh, created, you need to still spend time together because the, the, there's a rule in step families about the 60-80 rule. Right, and that is, uh, this is an old statistic, but it, and you know what, there's been studies currently that kind of debauch the, the, the notion of 60% of second marriages fail within the first two years. Um, it's been said that it's lower than that. We're not here to debate that. I wouldn't be happy until that percentage is zero. So whatever that, for lack of, for better conversation, what we're going to say is we're going to call that 60% of second marriages fail within the first two years. Oh, wow. And a study that was done shows that 80%, 80% of, the, of the 60% of the sixty percent would have been saved if they had two things. Only two things would have, would have saved yeah. that. I mean, I'm sure it depends on what study you look at, but this to me makes sense. Does and sex have anything to do with it? Uh, depends on how you look at this. <laughs> so the first thing everybody usually knows is communication. Of course. Communication is important. It's, and I, it's yeah. And it, I think it's even beyond communication because communication is in our head. I'm really big uh, on connecting because connecting is in your heart. Yeah, you so can not communicate. just head, yeah. but heart. Okay. So that's number one. Okay. Second thing is the leisure factor. Leisure factor. The fun factor. Actually having fun with one another. Yeah, because it's like when we're dating, especially the second time around, we're having fun. And then when we get married, all of a sudden you're a dad. You used to be my girlfriend. Now you're just the old lady. Are you calling me old again? Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, yeah. So having fun together actually works out to our advantage. It lowers those statistics that are going against us because, yeah, you, you know, in a in a second time marriage is because I want to have fun. I want to have companionship, and then then reality hits, and the train leaves the station, and uh, and then you used to be my girlfriend. I still no. want to be your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, and, you know, especially step families that have, like, we had seven kids. Five were in our home, preteens and teens. So we had activities anywhere from from dance team to band to golf to track to cross country to tennis. I mean, we were How about like, dentist appointments? Oh, oh, yeah. And then the other stuff all on top so of it. So let's just say there was chaos. And busy. Busy chaos. I do not like that word busy at all because that to me is a four-letter word that... Yeah. I'm not impressed with your busyness. uh, But but there were times when I'd actually, because you were going this way and I was going that way and chasing your kids and I was chasing my kids and we didn't see each other. Well, and that's why we needed to be intentional 
and this thing about dating, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we need to do that. But really protect that time. And the kids need to see us dating, too. And once again, this is not just step families and remarriage. It's marriage in general, because look at how high the divorce rate. So many of those first marriages didn't need to end in divorce. And there, if there was connection and intentionality, um, some of these marriages could still be together. My favorite line from you when we were so busy uh, was, hey... <laughs> You got five minutes? <laughs> really? You got five minutes? And actually, sometimes it was just five minutes to sit down and kind of go, how are you? How's your heart? How's your heart? Yeah. What's, what? you know, I miss you. I, I, yeah, we're here. And sometimes it would lead to other things that maybe took longer than five minutes. Uh, you get my drift. But <laughs> it was the matter of getting those moments just together, even when we were busy. And that, that sometimes meant that... Um, Hey, my kids were occupied and taken care of, so I went to your kids' events because mm -hmm. I wanted to show up there. While I was dating you, I was actually showing my stepchildren that I really cared for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that got passed on. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you showed up to things to where it was a longer commitment to go to some of the things that were involved for my kids. Mm -hmm. And that showed mm -hmm. a date moment for us because we were hanging out together, holding hands and that type of thing, and watching them. And they saw us. Mm-hmm. So that showed connection. So what else you got over there? You got some other well, principles and, and well, concepts for us. this is going to be more, uh, you said that this is going to be full of data, but I also want to just give some real uh, tools to be able to help couples. I mean, once again, you may have heard this kind of stuff before, but I know I can always use the reminder, oh, yeah, I should be doing this or not to guilt you or anything, although... If guilt works to have you start dating again, I'm all, <laughs> I'll be guilty of guilting you <laughs> uh, <laughs> because yeah. it's just so important. And I know sometimes even now. If you now, don't take your wife out, guys, your hair will fall out. <laughs> yes, some it's you. Some too late. <laughs> yeah, too, some of you it's too bad. Yeah, put some suntan lotion on that chrome dome. Uh, Woo! The idea, though, is to be able to continue to have fun with each other. Right. Because we forget, we can get so caught up in the details of life that we what? forget. Sometimes we have to say, are we laughing enough? So get to your so, stuff here. I'm anxious to hear well, what you have to one say. One thing I wanted to share really quick. This is from uh, a Prepare and Rich couples workbook. And if those of you that aren't familiar with Prepare and Rich, it's a... It's an online assessment that you take, and you need to go through a facilitator, and it's we, really... We are facilitators, by the way. We're, it's really pretty thorough. A lot of um, pastors use this for premarital. Counselors. Counselors. Lay leaders. Lay, yeah, yeah, and it's in like 12 languages, and all. it's in an international... It's been around thing. for 35 years. Yeah. It's the gold standard. Anyway, there's just uh, one of the worksheets that they have here. It's called Leisure Activities, and it's called the Dating Exercise. The so Fun I'm, Factor. I'm just going to read this real quick because um, maybe you can... Yeah, yeah, go refer ahead. Refer to this later. Let her so, rip. It says, if you want to keep your relationship alive and growing, our best advice is to date your mate. Dating will help you maintain a friendship. Well, that's nice because that's why I married you. I mean, uh, yeah, you're my I best friend. Yeah, I kind of liked you. Yeah. I still do. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think I'll keep you around a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> When's your renewal date? Um, <laughs> I have no expiration. <laughs> that's okay. No expiration on this thing Okay. Here. One of the best indicators of a successful long-term marriage is dating. The habit of dating is a catalyst for building your couple friendship and staying emotionally connected through the coming years. There's that connected word again. Yeah. Hmm. So what it there's like four steps here. It's really simple. So this is one of the exercises. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so what's the first thing? So on a separate, you answer these questions separately. Okay. Okay. So as you think about the life of your relationship, 
what have been your most favorite dates? Oh, my favorite dates? Ice yeah. skating, hockey. Hockey? Hiking. Hiking, all the age. Ice cream. Okay, good. Yeah. I like that. Walking along the waterfront. Mm-hmm. I like that, that one time when you pushed me up against the wall and waited <gasps> to kiss Stop me. that. Okay, <laughs> next. The next one we have to do is what do you enjoy doing together? Is it sports, hobbies, interests, and recreational activities? Recreation. I thought that was recreation. <laughs> you pushed me up against the wall. <laughs> okay. okay, next. We're moving right along here. What are some things you would like to learn or pursue together? Like taking a cooking class or, you know. A hitting golf ball straight. Oh, yeah. Okay, that would be good yeah. for both of us. Yeah, we like to golf. That's fun. Yeah. You, you usually can find your ball. That, for me, is not only a hiking expedition, <laughs> yeah. but but a, but an exploration trying to find my ball in the weeds. Anyway. But once again, I think it's just to be able to stop and sit and just be quiet for a little bit and go, okay, rewind the tape. What, what dates are really fun in the past? It's okay to repeat something that was fun. You don't have to recreate something go new do it again. all the time. Yeah, don't go, yeah, yeah, go yeah. do it again. If you liked it, then, hey, guys, that's easier on you. If yeah. you like something, go do it again. That's right. So it's almost like, okay, have a meeting, say, okay, we're going to work on these three questions and then come back in a week. Hey, that's a date right there to come back in a week and talk about. Over a cup of coffee or, cup or of tea coffee or whatever or yeah. you want to drink. So think about what were your favorite dates, what do you enjoy doing together, and what is something you'd like to learn or pursue together something different. All right, so then, then the second you, step. You come together and you share your answers and you brainstorm of what you could do. Okay. Because you have a list, I have a list, and the idea of brainstorming is there's no bad idea. Let's get to the third step. Why? Because I want to move on. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's move it. Then the third Because there's step. some other thing here on one of these lists I see down there that I really want to talk oh, about. Oh, boy. So okay. So the it third... has a lot to do. Well, anyhow, yeah. I don't want you to slap me in the face again. The third, the third one, after you meet together and uh, brainstorm, which, once again, there's no bad idea when you brainstorm, then evaluate your combined list and rank them in order of what you want to do. And then some of the criteria you can use to be able to rank them is how much time is required An to do this. An hour or a whole day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what financial? Or five minutes. What financial resources? <laughs> Gosh, you're just on a roll today. You keep cutting me you? off. What's going on? You don't. Yeah. Okay. Children might be listening. That's okay. too bad. That's something for me to look forward to. Yeah. Ice cream. Whipped cream. Okay. So financial resources uh, are needed for the date. Is it going to be inexpensive or expensive? Do you need to budget is it for? Mo- is it McDonald's or Ruth Chris? Yeah. What yeah. is it? Yeah. And, oh, this is the most important. What's the energy level? Yeah, sit around or hike Mount Everest. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and honestly, ladies, I think one of the best dates Brenda ever took me on was moonlight snowshoeing at Mount Hood for my birthday. That was high energy, but it was adventure, and she got me. That was one of the best mm-hmm. days. I have never forgot that. And then we had a great pizza afterwards at the little lodge before we drove home. I had no idea where we were going in the middle of February. It was like, what are we doing going yeah, to the mountain? it was fun. It was and really ladies, cool. our men love adventure. So find out what kind of adventure your guy likes. And you know what? You might have to go out of your comfort zone a little bit. But sometimes on a date, it's not about you. No. And guys, actually, if your wife likes the symphony or the opera... <laughs> Suck it up for a while and take her to the opera because the payoff is going to be good. Yeah. It'll be more than five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, what's the final thing that really is most important? 
Well, we can't forget this because it's one thing we always do, and that is we forget to pull out our calendars and put a date on these activities. So actually schedule it. Yes. Uh-huh. And that way you're intentional, and it's if it's on your calendar, you protect it with life and limb. Here's a real point to the guys. The, fo- the, the thing is, is that if you actually put the thing on the calendar, then it gives both of you something to look forward to. But at the same time, your wife is going to tell her girlfriends and everyone else about what you just planned or help have coming up, and you are scoring points before the thing has even happened. Yeah, because it's all about the points. Oh, totally all yeah, about the points. totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what else you want to say? Well, Anything I else wanna, there? I want to back the train up for just a second on um, the brainstorming, uh, which was number two, and then number three, combining your list and figuring out. I think it's so important to have clear expectations oh, on what the activity is going to be. Why because, would we want clear expectations? Oh my goodness, because, well, unmet expectations is one of the the um, footholds that can bring a marriage down. That's I quicksand. Think, yeah, I think that's why a lot of divorces happen is unmet expectations, maybe because we are not vocal enough to explain our expectations. Assertive, you mean. Yeah, we're not assertive. And the big A word, oh, we assume that Uh, you know what I'm thinking. Assume. The definition is don't make a uh uh-huh out of you and me. Yeah, so please don't. If you need definition on uh uh-huh, look it up. (laughs) Or give us a call. Or give us a call. That assumption, boy, I get... Uh, that gets me in trouble every time because yep. I, I know the route you're going. I know what you're going to say, and I assume, and a lot of times I'm way off base. So when in doubt, just ask each other. Can yeah. clar- ask clarifying questions, even on simple as a date. I know one couple we were working with, um, it was her birthday, and he had all these plans to do all this and that, and it is not what she wanted to do at all. It was her birthday. Yeah. And he, and <laughs> Should have asked, dude. And he was like, well, why are you so disappointed? I planned all this and that. And she's like, well, and she didn't know what to say. And I said, it's her birthday. It's not yeah. yours. Yeah. So th- that, that a point that you were making earlier about being assertive, assertive is not the same as aggressive. Aggressiveness sometimes is really in your face, probably has a bad attitude going on. And, you know, maybe some anger, Mm, okay, because those met expectations have really turned into anger, which is that you missed me. I feel disrespected. I feel unloved. I feel misunderstood. You I'm frustrated. I mean, okay, you get it. But if you're assertive, that means, hey, you respectfully spoke up and said what you wanted or what you thought, not, you know, in your face and in your ear, but, hey, this is kind of where I'm coming from. And I, I really need you to know how I feel. Yeah. And it kind of gets into the a wish list, which we're going to talk another time, but more just real quick. It would be like, um, if you did this, I would feel this way. Mm-hmm. Like if you picked up your socks, I would feel respected and Well, let's be more practical. If we're on a date, I would like to go by the ice cream store, not just stop and look in the window. And how would that make you feel? Uh, Really disappointed if I just could only look at the ice cream and not enjoy it. So if you got your ice cream, how would you feel? I would feel fulfilled. But, you know, the other thing about all this dating Mm -hmm. is is that you're really good at flirting, Mm -hmm. which I really like flirting with you. But then if it doesn't lead to anything later on, then I feel deflated. Mm. You know, so, you know, that I'm just saying. Yeah. 
That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. So maybe I should stop flirting. No, don't. <laughs> don't stop. Don't stop because I enjoy that. That's fun. But see, those honest conversations that we've talked about before about having trust and honesty and not to get defensive, but say, oh, because I care for you, I want to know how this activity is going to impact you. Is it really want? Is it really what you want to do? Mm-hmm. For me, you know, if you want to do something adventurous and I'm a little nervous about it, it's like, okay, where's my boundary right. of being feeling safe, right. but and pushing myself that. a little bit. Yeah. But we talk about it. We don't get all defensive about it because right. it's all about our team and our marriage. And it's supposed to be fun. It's yeah. supposed to be drawing us together. It's not supposed to be an argument. So right. I think yeah, that's a really good point, Brenda, about bringing out, you know, clarifying the expectations so you don't get bit by the assumption monster. Yeah. And so that the thing that really was supposed to be a connecting point ends up being a connecting point and a really good memory. And not getting derailed. Boy, no. how many fights oh. start because well, we were headed out. out. To, yeah. yeah, we were headed out to have a good time. And then the next thing we know, we're biting. The wheels fell off. Yeah, yeah, we're biting the dust. Yeah, so, so get ahead of that and have these kind of conversations. It might seem kind of uncomfortable at first and and like, ah. Uh, like you're not used to doing it, but believe me, it's going to, you're going to get ahead of the, the train on this. So let's thing. get back to a couple other thoughts. You had uh, 18 different types of dates. Yeah. There's only 18 types. Yeah. And we don't have time to go through all of them. So we're going to read just a I, couple I'm, of them. Okay. And I'm then if you, would, 18 if you would like the list for 18 all types of, of them, date, go dates. ahead and email us. Yeah. Email us at Brenda at restored and remarried.com. Yeah. And we're on Facebook at RestoredAndRemarried.com. Instagram. Instagram. And we tweet. Twitter. And we tweet. Tweet. On Twitter. Yeah, tweet on Twitter. So give me. Why does our kids know? Tell uh, us how to do it. Whatever. They're telling us (laughs) stuff all the time. So So a couple things. Which one do you like that you're reading here? I like the 20-minute date. What is, where is that? Well, I, the reason I read that is, is it's like hooking up for a quickie can also be defined as a midday cup of coffee. Oh, so no sexual overtones on that one. I right? hope it leads to that. <laughs> Even coffee? Yeah, coffee can be an aphrodisiac, <laughs> just like taking out the trash. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, listen yeah. to that one. That's a really good yeah. one. I like It this. also plays with your teenagers' brains. You like what? I keep interrupting I, I you. I like this. Let's do some more. I like a game date here. This says kill the tube. Which Spin in- the bottle. You like that? Which includes uh, <laughs> mobile devices, turn your phones off, and pull out an old-fashioned table or card game. If things get too competitive, just choose stakes where you both win. I've heard that, too. Just a nice little family night game, and uh-huh. it doesn't go well. So be nice to each other. Oh, because somebody's ultra-competitive? Yeah. That really is not a lot of fun. Well, unless you're both competitive. Then would that work? Depends on the marriage. I guess so. You whatever know, works for you. Whatever works for you. But if somebody gets their nose out of joint because the other person's being an idiot, <laughs> yeah. then knock it off. Have some fun. Ratchet it down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Because this is about connecting, not competing. Yeah. Unless you want to compete at dating and getting points. That's another topic. I Between suppose. each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How much can um, I serve you? You start out talking about, you know, if you have a new baby and you need to get a babysitter and stuff. Well, yeah. how can you be creative, you know, just being at home? Um, candles and steak and Netflix and voila, you're good to go. Put the kids down early and um, 
you don't have to get a babysitter. Do you, do you give them Benadryl or anything like that to kind of <laughs> knock them out? I'm not going there. <laughs> that could be considered one, that could be considered bad stuff. So anyhow, it's just you know, yeah. Yeah, one date that we do every year is kind of tradition. Oh, I like um, this one. Do you want to tell it or do you want no, me to? No, I think it's cool because I came up with it, but you always enjoy it and you look yeah. forward to it. It's it's grown into a really cool time Very of inviting cool. people to come. So. You know how all the pressure for Valentine's Day, oh my gosh, especially the guys, poor, I feel sorry for you guys. Do I buy candy or jewelry or what are the expectations? Yeah, all of the above. Of my wife or, uh-huh. yeah, whatever. So, um, and of course, that day to go get dinner reservations and spend a couple hundred dollars by the time you do dinner and then you got to go get a new outfit and you've got to have flowers. I mean, it just is ridiculous. So... I'm more about memories and experience. You you came off pretty lucky when you married me because I don't need a lot of bling or I'm <laughs> expensive. A, I'm a very lucky man. I really am. I hope I'm not high maintenance that way. No, you're not. So what happened? So we thought, well, let's just go to our local Dairy Queen for um, Valentine's Day because we love our peanut buster parfaits. We don't eat them as much as we would like because we're trying to keep our girlish figure. Right? We don't want to blimp out. That's it. <laughs> So so we decided to do that. No big deal. Well, we got there, and Gil surprised me, and he had a red tablecloth. And he I had... rolled it up and put it in my back pocket underneath my, underneath my jacket. Okay. You had two candlesticks. In my pockets. <laughs> and matches. Don't forget the matches. Yeah. And some flowers. Candlesticks with candles, flowers, and a, and a doily. And a doily. So that it would have white lace on the red tablecloth. Yeah. In Dairy Queen. In Dairy Queen. Yeah. And then once I got it all set up, I had you sit down, and then I went and ordered the the, the peanut butter yeah. for purpose. Yeah. <laughs> then it was so cool to watch people as they came in to point at us and go, what are they doing here? <laughs> and we were having a nice romantic peanut butter parfait. And what happened is... As the years have progressed, we've been going back to the same Dairy Queen. I think this is going to be our ninth year. Yeah, eighth or ninth year. And we invite whoever wants to come, singles, married, doesn't matter, kids, whoever wants to join us. And I don't know how many people we had last year, but other people brought flowers. And what Gil and some of the other guys would do is they would present a flower to somebody else who came in to... um, have ice cream. Yeah, the best story ever was these these, these people were there, and uh, these people happened to be in leathers, i.e. driving their Harleys. And they looked pretty gruff because one <laughs> of the guys was pretty tatted out. So I'm giving flowers to, you know, you know, moms and young dads with their daughters and all that. And this one guy, he's just kind of going, shaking his head. You could just see, he's like, dude, you are whack. So I went over to him and handed him a flower and said, dude... This is for your lady here. I'm just trying to help you out. And he goes, thanks. I mean, I thought the guy was going to stand up and punch me. But I thought, you know, she just thought it was funny as hell. Yeah. yeah. And, but he, I, I thought I was going to get beat up on the way out. But anyway, yeah, that, was, was it was, that was a lot of fun. Anyway, that's a great. Oh, uh, what about the couple, the, the old couple? Well, I don't remember. Well, oh, there they was were a, there for their anniversary. They were there for their anniversary. How long were they married? They'd been married for like 50 or 60 oh, years. Yeah. And so, so we, cool. we shared our candles and flowers with them while they had their little banana split or whatever yeah. it was. And they just thought it was a, a total gas. So I think they came back the next year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, it's a great way to uh, take a holiday that there's a lot of pressure, like Valentine's Day. Very high expectations. 
but talk about it. Yeah. What's your budget? What are your expectations? In some years, you might want to do something fancy, and the other years, you might want to just lay low. But the point is, is that you talk about it, uh, because continually to invest in your marriage is going to keep it strong. And the best gift you can give your marriage is uh, the best gift you can give your kids is a strong marriage. Okay. Which leads to our final comment. If you ain't got the marriage. You ain't got nothing. Okay. See you next time. Thanks for checking in. Bye. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on their website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.